How's it going, everybody? This is Alex Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight. What up, Will? What up? How you doing, my man? You doing good? Doing good. Doing sleepy. Doing sleepy. Ready. We do be sleepy. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was an action-packed weekend with a ton of sports. Still more sports left to go today. Yeah. Uh, between World like the World Classic. Baseball Classic. Did, that, you, watch did you finish watching today? that game? The, uh, the I watched that Mexico versus Puerto Rico. Okay, yeah, that, that was a crazy comeback. USA yes. has a crazy comeback. Yeah, yes. it's been... World Baseball Classic's been crazy. Yeah, we have a Formula One this weekend as well. Fantastic. My boy Checo <laughs> Perez on the pole position again. But I don't know what that we means. also had UFC 286. Yeah, we did. It was pretty good. Yeah, we did. It was. So, hey, welcome, everybody. <laughs> this is Story of the Fight. This is a podcast where we talk all things mixed martial arts, combat sports, I guess. Sometimes World Baseball Classic. <laughs> Anything that comes to mind. Well, it comes uh, around every four years, you know? Yeah, dude. But if you like any of our content, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. goes a long way. And you can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Anywhere. Like, seriously, anywhere. just search Story of the Fight. Uh, Regen coming through. <laughs> Good afternoon, fellas. Good Regen. afternoon, Regen. It's early for me. Shout out, Regen. Yeah, but shout out, <laughs> Regen. Um, and also, you can find us on social media, though. Yeah, it's at Story of the Fight on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Twitch, everywhere. Go to storyofthefight.com. It lists everything. You can just click through the links, hit follow, and make it as easy as possible. Yes, yes. One so, by one, just follow everything. We had, yeah, just go down. Yeah. Straight down the line, yeah. Um, we had UFC 286 last night. I enjoyed the card. Now, your boy here had to take uh, the kids to a birthday party yesterday. On my end, it was 6 p.m. Yeah. Right in the middle. I had to leave right <laughs> in the middle of the Gaethje fight. And I was literally in the car watching <laughs> the Usman-Edwards fight. So it was an interesting way of watching the fights. But I watched them none the, nonetheless. I wasn't going to miss them. Can't miss them. Can't miss them. Can't, uh, so yes. a trilogy. Can't miss a trilogy, you know? No, no. And especially this one. This was a good trilogy. Yeah. It's an interesting trilogy, right? Because it's like... Once from way back, and then way back, it takes forever for them to kind of meet again. They meet again. It's like all right, immediate, and then yep. So it's kind of a weird like timeline for the trilogy. It wasn't like uh, Figueiredo versus Moreno, which is <laughs> no. like boom, boom, boom. They're fighting every weekend for a year. You know, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like that. No, but uh, still, this I, I I enjoyed this trilogy, and I thought that it was, it was a good rivalry, just the yeah, right amount good. of trash talk. You know, uh, the skill sets there for Leon Edwards. Kamaruzman's going to go down as one of the best Walter Waits of all time. So it, it, it's yeah. a really good rivalry. But that being said, let's go and get into it. Yeah, shout out Regen. It says, comment sections have been fun this past day. <laughs> oh, I bet. What a, I what, bet. A weird, what a weird fight, too, with, like, fouls. And, like, they kept stopping the fight. And, like, it was just kind of a weird fight, you know? <laughs> it was. It was. Like, but I... But it good. It was still good. It, it was good, man. Yes, the the fence grab was one of the most blatant solid fence grabs that I've ever seen, and I would have just loved it if Edwards was like, "Yep, yep." Like he walked to the center of the octagon himself and like looked at the judges, like, "Hey guys, take a point, okay?" The, but the I know what part, I did. The funniest part was when when they stopped it for the fence grab. He was like, "No, what? No, I just put my hand." Up. Yeah. <laughs> and they show the <laughs> yeah. replay, and he's like, 
<laughs> but that's what so I'm saying. Funny, like, dude. dude, there's no way that you didn't think you grabbed that fence. I don't know, man. I can't put myself in the mindset. Like, if they ha- if I have a monster like Usman trying to take me down and it's spur of the moment and you're like, I don't want to go down. And then you do it. And then all of a sudden they stop. You're like, wait, what happened? Because you're so in the moment, you know? Uh, <laughs> Regen, Bilal, no Colby, no Hamza. You're dumb. You're ugly. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. That basically summarizes the MMA uh, world right now. In that, just that one comment. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty much it. And then, uh, so outside of that fence grab, we also had a couple nut shots, right? Where the, the <laughs> yeah. fight had to be stopped. Um, and then after the first round, it kind of started settling down a little bit. And yeah. I was thoroughly impressed with Leon Edwards' footwork. Man, he mm-hmm. kept on going to the body against Kamaru Usman, trying to set up that head kick. And you could see in this shot right here, right? Solid body. Yeah. Well, so, so Usman's funny. Like, is, there's no way I'm putting this hand down, dude. No, exactly. And like, that was the game plan, right? It was like this kick over and over and over and over again, which was great. And I was like, man, as soon as he starts going high with it, this is going to be awesome. And then he only threw the one high kick the whole fight. But and it was it's close. Because, and it was close. It wrapped around the hand, right? Yeah. But it's, it's because Usman had to have known. I mean, his fight IQ is very good. So it's like, He's getting ripped to the body with his with his body kick. He knows it's to set up the high kick. He's not an idiot, so oh, he yeah. just kept the hand up and just kept eating the body kicks over and over and over. And which like, I that's think what slowed you have him do. down in the long run. It slowed him down in the long run, but that's why that's why Usman gave him. Uh, it was cool to see Usman give him so much credit for the game plan at the end in the post fight interview because yeah, because it it's you're either gonna eat the body shot all day. Or you're going to start blocking the body shot and you're going to get ripped to the face again. So, like, it's a great game plan. That plus the uh, – uh, Leon invested heavy in the leg kicks in the first two rounds. And everyone talks about Usman's knees. He has to walk downstairs backwards because his knees are so bad. He can't run anymore because his knees are so bad, all this stuff. So what do you do? Yeah, you just start kicking him in the legs. Kick yep. him in the knees, you know. And and the the leg kicks and the body shots, the body the kicks mostly – uh just a fantastic game plan to fight someone like kamaru and and it's difficult and and there's this is the, why uh, it's a, head kick there's the one head kick right <laughs> but it's it's difficult because or, or it's cool i should say it shows how good leon really is because it's easy to know that that's a great game plan but to be able to execute it against somebody whose style uh, really should negate that part of your game, right? Usman's pressure-heavy wrestling up against the fence, out-cardio you. It's a smothering style. What do you do against a kicker? You smother him. Like, that's what yep. you're supposed to do. And Which like he tried said, to do with, that. And he tried to do that. And like you said, with Leon's footwork, he just did a fantastic job of just not getting stuck up against the fence and being able to create the space to throw that kick. He did a fantastic also, job. When they get up close, when he would smother him, Right, and there'd be a couple of close exchanges, and on the exits, the knees. Just, yeah, there, there was something that Leon Edward and Camp saw in, on film that showed Usman exits with his with his head low often. Yeah. So you know whatever they were doing, he would just exit with the knee, and it landed multiple times. Some of those shots, man, like the first out. knee he landed, I was like, how is he still standing? Because that was solid. Yeah, Usman. One of the things that I don't think gets talked about enough too much about Usman is like his recovery is next level. He gets rocked in damn near every fight he's in. against Burns. Yeah, I got rocked against Burns. Colby rocked him. Like yep. he gets rocked often because his striking is pretty good offensively. 
but defensively there's still <laughs> there's some work to be done you know and i don't know yeah. at this point are you going to be able to bridge that gap probably not and you kind of take it for what it is because his his offense is such a great style just really with he has great power so he can kind of get away with some lackluster technique mm-hmm. uh his jab is fantastic outside of his jab, jab. yeah outside of his jab there's not much going as far as like mechanics right but because he cracks and you're so worried about getting held up against the fence and taken down he gets away with it but eventually someone's going to find the path there and leon pretty much did now it's two he's two and oh or two and one against him right yeah and uh you know you hear trevor whitman in the corner telling him like you as soon as he starts backing up, you run up to him. Like, I'll, yeah, and then, and he's he like, goes, literally run at him. Don't, don't do anything crazy, you know. He's like, well, yeah. run up to him. But do the. <laughs> and, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and the thing that I love about uh, Usman is that he listens. You know, yeah. like everything yeah. that Whitman talks about in the corner, you see Usman trying to execute immediately, uh, mm-hmm. coming out of the corner, uh, which is something that you love to see uh, fighters and especially high level fighters like Usman, who probably yeah, at this too. point could probably think like, I have a lot of this figured out, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But he really does a good job of listening to Trevor Whitman as well. And Trevor Whitman, we all know, is one of the best minds yeah. in MMA. Uh, so why wouldn't you listen to the guy? But props to uh, Usman for that. And like you said, uh, the class that he showed at the end of the so fight. Good. Yeah, I know, dude. You know, carried himself like a true champion. Well, so that's what – I get it. This whole, like, WWE era that we're in with the UFC where, like, people have to sell the fights. You got Colby yelling some corny bullshit in the front row. And then – that's what you have right that's how they get make that's how they make title fights right yep um but it's so great when someone doesn't do it right and they're just cool as fuck and like usman you could tell he's a cool dude because in those moments yeah i heard someone say uh usman whenever he's like promoting fights he talks like he's uh telling ghost stories (laughs) (laughs) he's always like that's a really good way to (laughs) to describe it i don't take credit for that i saw someone else say that but he he's always like and I just break them. And I, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like he talks like really quiet. It's really weird. And it comes across like not very genuine. Like it, it seems uncomfortable doing it. But then you get moments like that after the fight where he's like not talking like he's telling a ghost story. He's talking at like a regular volume and like he's just being yeah. cool as fuck. And it's like, you can just do that, man. Let the fighting speak for itself. Just do that. that that's a great point. Cause I, I did watch um, Usman on Rogan. Yeah, it was a lot of the ghost speaking stories, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good way to describe it because it it, it kind of would get to me. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cringy, but it, it was either way. Like, I enjoyed listening to him on Rogan. Oh, yeah, you did no, get some yeah. glimpses of a normal dude when they'd start laughing and talking, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then when he said, Hey, uh, England, y'all got yourself a, a, yeah. a good guy and a great champion, and then did you see DC's face when he said that? He's like, Yeah, I know, yeah, what, what, what is it? And when he first got on the mic, uh, Regent says, love to see the class between the fighters when they are pressured into trash talking left and right these days. Exactly. It's so refreshing. It's Absolutely. so refreshing. Chachu would have been proud. Yeah, yeah. What's cool is uh, when, when they put the mic to Usman at the end, the crowd starts booing automatically, right? Because, like, obviously they're going to. And you can see Leon in the background, like, waving everybody off. Like, no, no, no. Like, like hype this guy up. And it's like, that's sick, dude. It's sick. I know. Both of them. I know. It went both ways, you know? So now, now I, I guess we're getting Colby versus Leon Edwards in July. Fucking hell, yeah. I cannot believe that shit, dude. And I see I see all these people. I want to see all, it. all these people in the MMA media, they're like, I would have rather see Leon versus Masvidal next, honestly. And it's like, oh. Bilal Muhammad is on like an eight-fight win streak. What are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? 
He's the only I, one that's I, active. I mean, we saw Bilal versus Leon, hey, when's right? the last? Yeah, but it got stopped from an eye poke. We didn't get to see it. I mean, it, we saw yeah. what was going to happen. I mean, but he, was, he was getting Bilal. Yeah, but more. let's see. I'm not even a huge Bilal fan. I'll be honest. He's when he's on, like, I don't get very excited when he's fighting. His last fight, absolute banger, absolute banger. And since that Leon fight, he's just gone through everybody still. Like he's undeniable the number one contender. L- let's see. Regen says the only reason to give Kobe the shot is them sending a message to all the fighters to start talking more trash. Exactly. Kobe, can you name the last time he had a top 10 win? Do you know when his last top 10 win was? No. It was before COVID. The last time really? he beat somebody in the top 10 was before COVID. Before COVID? And now he's getting a title shot. <laughs> well, dude, it's because COVID slowed him down, man. Yeah, but you know who it didn't slow down? Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's bullshit, dude. This is one of the most, the least deserving title shots in a long time. And that's saying something because there's been some doozies, you know? Yeah. Entertainment business um, first, sports second, maybe I third. want to see third. it. Give me Colby Covington versus Leon Edwards in July. I want I to hope, see it, dude. I hope Leon shuts that shit down, dude. He's the champ now. I hope he shuts that shit down just like he did in the cage. And they're like, we got a guy. They try to hype it up. And he's like, what? That guy's not even fighting. He's let, been sitting out for two years. Can you see Colby <laughs> winning the title? Yeah, but that's not what it's about. Can that's you see Leon winning the, uh, or retaining the title? Yeah, I can. Yeah, dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see it. What happens? I would Give like to Kobe. see it if Kobe gets one win. One win that matters. I mean, it's it's and insane, my, and man. he might in July against Leon Edwards. Yeah, I just I hate that shit, man. They're doing people are talking. Oh, but but Masvidal has the three piece. Remember, remember the three piece in the soda, and it's like, who gives a fuck? Masvidal's yeah, washed. I don't, care about that. don't don't give me don't give me Masvidal. Washed. All these don't people care about these storylines, and it's fucking it's literally ruining the sport. It's ruining I, I the sport. I don't want to see Masvidal. Go, I, I think Masvidal versus Burns is a good matchup. I think that's fun. No, it's not. It's terrible. Burns is going to retire that matchup. dude. Well, and that's perfect. Get him out of the way. But I think it's a fun matchup. Ooh, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to watch. But I want to see Kobe Covington versus Leon Edwards because I, I still feel like Kobe's in his prime. Regen says Will wants to run the UFC into the ground. <laughs> he Bro, does. they're gonna do and it then, to themselves, man. He's gonna be like the one meme on the side with one FC, you know, just like <laughs> look at his lips. Yeah, dude. yeah. But dude, here's the thing: like we have this has happened in the past. Where these anytime there's an undeserved title shot, it seriously fucks someone's life up. Like it fucks their life up. It happened to Jacare. It happened to Yoel Romero. It happened to Tony Ferguson. It's gonna happen to Bilal. He's gonna eventually fight Shavkat and lose and not get his title shot. And his and his life will be completely different than if he had gotten that title shot. Like Maybe. It, I hate that shit. Yeah, and UFC's he still like, has a job be- uh, doing the commentary or whatever he does on the side. He does like analyst yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's fine. But dude, championship money, dude, that's life changing. Mm-hmm. One championship fight is life changing. You know, yeah. and, and stylistically, yeah, he was losing to Leon. But fucking, if anybody's proof, Leon high kicked Usman in the fifth round. Anything could happen. Yeah, Regent says, says I prefer merit, but Leon versus Bilal wouldn't sell well at all. So you pair it with not. like a you pair it with like a middleweight title fight. You put it as the co-main and a double title fight event in July. Or how yeah, if we're gonna do July, Bilal versus Leon as the co-main against and John Jones versus Stipe as the as the main event. What do we like? It's just easy. It's easy. And guess yeah, what? Maybe. Colby historically, if you look it up, if you look at like the pay per view numbers, Colby doesn't actually sell well. 
they think he does because he has the persona, but he doesn't. It doesn't translate to pay-per-view bias. It just doesn't. So, like, yeah. that whole argument, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. Kobe must have more videos of Dana. Remember when Kobe walked up on Dana while he was with some side chick at the casino? And he was like, what's up, Dana? And Dana was pissed. He's like, what's really? up, Dana? Why don't you give me a title shot? And he's, like, with some random girl sitting on his lap or some shit. And then it's like ever <laughs> since then, Kobe's got nothing but title shots. It's like he must have some kind of dirt on Dana. That's Regent says Bilal isn't helping himself by hanging with all the Russian fighters if it's true the UFC isn't fond of them right now. Potentially, I don't know what the hell's going on, man, but they also told they also told Bilal he was going to be the backup for this fight. And <laughs> when like, they, nah. told, they told Bilal he was going to be the backup, and after the Shavkat win, that last shavkat Rachmanov fight, Dana was like, yeah, uh, we offered a, a couple fights to Kobe. They just didn't work out, but we, uh, we'll figure something out. And then all of a sudden they announced he's the backup fighter for this. And it's like, can this guy fight anybody? Like anybody. Like what the fuck is going on? And Regent brings up another really good point. He says Colby's interview has two times the views of any other video from this weekend. Great, but it doesn't translate to pay-per-view buys. It just doesn't. Regardless of people watch him on YouTube, regardless of people talk about him on social media all the time, it doesn't translate to more money for the UFC. At least not in the pay-per-views. His uh, Usman fight didn't do that well? No. Really? Like, yeah, neither did his Masvidal fight. Like, if you look up the pay-per-view numbers, he does not, it doesn't translate. I don't know if that's because people are streaming nowadays because it's easier to stream than it is to fucking buy it through ESPN or what, but, like, it just doesn't translate. People, because his shtick, everybody can kind of see through it. Like, it's not like, like, with Connor, it's different. You know what I mean? They They, they see through it, but it still generates, generates a reaction. They see through True. it, but they see, people are still like, I, I want to see this guy get his ass kicked. Yeah, but not not like enough to pay $80. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, that's and I, most I, likely. Most I don't likely, know too many fights that are good enough to pay $80 or $90 right now, to be honest. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and and let's be real. like uh, In July, it's, it's probably still going to be a co-main. It's probably not going to be the main event. If they're talking about John Jones fighting in July for International Fight Week or whatever, it's probably going to be the co-main. So like yeah, I mean that that would be stacked though if it's Colby versus Leon, yeah, John Jones versus yeah. Stipe. That that'd be. I really just cool. hate. I just hate when the UFC pulls shit like this. It just makes the belt so meaningless. And it's like, what? What are we WWE now? It's fine if we are, but let's fucking let's stop pretending like we have the best fight the best anymore. That's Dana's gripe with boxing. It's the best. Don't ever fight the best anymore. That's what we give you. Colby versus Leon. Fuck out of here. Good. They're pretty good. Colby versus Leon. Fucking hell, dude. You. Kobe's I, I personally think Kobe takes out Bilal. Maybe. So let's do it. Have him earn a fucking yeah. title shot. Yeah. They were supposed to fight. It was supposed to be Kobe versus Bilal on this card. And then they were like, oh, we can't. Kobe, like they, it fell through. And instead of just having it as a as a as another fight on the card, they were like, we'll just give Kobe the, the backup fight. It's fucked, man. The UFC hey, dude, if I'm Colby, dirty sometimes. I'm going to hey, fight no, Bilal and, and risk it or just wait because I know I'm going to no, get no, no. a title shot in Don't July. Get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not coming down on Kobe for this at all. If I'm Kobe, I'm doing the same shit. I'm showing up in the pink suit 100%. wherever the fuck you wore. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. Regent says, I think it's less about Kobe and more about uh, the message it sends to the rest of the roster. Like, hey, we are WWE now, guys, so tighten up. It's That's, that's exactly it. Thank you, Regent. Because that's what I was... That's the one thing I didn't say, but that's what I was. That's what yeah. I mean. It's just fucking. It makes the sport, or not the sport. It makes the UFC just like 
lose credibility like over and over and over again. It's just, and we're gonna see it again when Connor comes back and he gets a title shot after fucking watch. This is what's gonna happen. Watch this. Kobe's gonna fight Leon, right? That's gonna happen. Connor is gonna come back and fight Chandler at 170 for some reason. He's gonna beat an unranked Chandler at 170 if he beats him, and he's gonna get a title shot. And Bilal's gonna be like, "What do I have to do?" <laughs> Meanwhile, Bilal's gonna get murked by Shavkat Rachmanov, and his title shot goes out the window for the rest of his career. Yes, and, and then get Rachmanov the title shot after that. Yeah, I mean that's what's gonna happen. That's why it's fucked, dude. That's why you can't have these guys skipping the line. It's bullshit. I hate it so much. Let's do you it. You look back at you look back at Jacare. They, they fucking shafted him. He never got his title shot. They made him fight again instead of waiting. Like they make, they're always like, we never, we, you get punished if you wait for title shots. Here we are with Colby getting one. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, it's fucking, it's ridiculous that they even say that anymore. When, because, because Jacare was going to lose his title shot. They said, you have to fight. So what does he do? He fights with a fucking torn peck, gets knocked out, even though he was on like a 10 fight win streak, never gets the title shot. Look, there's special treatment for sure. There's special treatment. I hate that shit. And but it happens not not just in UFC. It happens in all sports. Oh yeah, it happens everywhere. Like I I remember this story right. Jimmy Johnson in the nineties, his backup quarterback fell asleep during one of the uh, team meetings. You know what Jimmy Johnson uh, did? The the coach cut him. Made and they said, hey, and they said, what if Troy Aikman would have fallen asleep? And he said, I would have gone to pi- uh, a pillow. Would have gone to a pillow. Dude, that's just <laughs> the way it is. You know what I mean? I mean now I'm yeah, not saying yeah. that Colby is. The all-star uh, be-all of the UFC without Kobe, this stuff doesn't run. Like I'm not saying that at all, but yeah, I think he brings more entertainment into the sport, and I think that they will see more. Whether we're saying it's huge pay-per-view buys or not, I think yeah. it's more pay-per-view buys than if it were against Bilal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, it is more than it would be for for Bilal. And how uh, much is more? Ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand. I don't know, but more is more. And UFC, we all have seen Dana runs as a businessman, right? Yeah. And I think that's what he's looking at more than anything right now. Yeah, maybe. It's just fucking. And then maybe maybe he's scared. What if Bilal heart. does win? <clears throat> what if Bilal does win? Because then at that point, in his mind, he's probably like, now that's not just one championship fight that I can't sell because of Bilal. Now it's going to be multiple championship fights that I can't sell because of Bilal. And that's probably uh, what dude. he's looking at. That, that, that shouldn't influence anything. That shouldn't influence shouldn't, anything. But it I shouldn't. think it does. It definitely does. And that's what I'm saying is bullshit. Yeah, I hate it. It's yeah. the worst part about the sport. It truly it is, is the worst part about the sport. Fuck, Cole, <laughs> fucking, I'm just over that fool, dude. Like, it's so his, his shit is just so corny. It's he's borderline. Dude, he, he literally, he's like, you know what gimmick hasn't been done yet? Let's get all the racists in the country on my side. That's basically his whole <laughs> oh, shtick. God. That's his whole shtick. People don't want to say that that's what it is, but that's what it is. Dude, he he literally, when he when he fought Usman, he literally turned it into Blue Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter. Like, yeah. we don't need this shit. It's fucking that was disgusting, rough. dude. It's that disgusting. Like, a lot of people watch this for entertainment, but the reason that they watch it for entertainment is to get away from all the other BS sets on the news all the time. Yeah, I don't need it's that a, shit in this an escape. It's an escape. Yeah. Now, and that's why it was great to see fucking Usman is he a great fighter, though? He's a great fighter. He's all right. He's a great he's oh, okay. dude, he's a, What's his best win? Say he's just all right. What's his best win? Here, let's, let's pull it up right now. Let's pull it up. What's his best win? What's his Let's most impressive win? Is it 40-year-old Robbie Lawler? Is it, Ooh, that was a good one. Is it frozen Tyron Woodley? Is it washed up Jorge Masvidal? 
What's his best uh, win? RDA, maybe. RDA was a really good one. Damian Maya, not too impressive. RDA is RDA's a lightweight. Okay, look. RDA is his best win, and he's a lightweight. Let's be real. Let's call a spade a spade. He has got no good wins. He's got. He doesn't have very many impressive wins. <laughs> he, he had a great streak, and he deserved the first title shot that he got. For sure, I'll be honest about that. But he doesn't have. He gave Usman everything he could handle. A hundred percent. He showed you up. Know, put a, he yep, showed up. Put up a really great fight. Um, yep. But yeah, hey, twenty-five minutes on this fight already. Yeah, they're just hoping this creates ten more Colby's. Yeah, <laughs> and it probably and look, will. Here we are talking about it. It probably here will. We are talking about it, and it probably will. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's move on to the next fight. Because uh, we also had Justin, the highlight Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev. This is, as much as the Kobe shit makes the sport worse, this is the shit that makes the sport amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Regent this says, is Will only thinking example. of merit. Uh, Will only thinking of merit. Once you see the business side, it'll all make sense. I see the business side. Trust me. I understand why they do it. But I also yeah, it just doesn't it. mean you have to like it. Exactly. But I 100% yeah, but, get uh, why it happens. With Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fazeev, this is a perfect example of the best fighting the best. Justin Gaethje yeah. not waiting until somebody that's ranked higher than him accepts a fight from Justin Gaethje. And even he yep. said, he's like, hey, man, like, we, we, like, I understand, like, I, I got to get other fights. And maybe fighting a Rafael Fazeev and stopping that hype train will get me back on track for another title that's fight. That's how it works. That's how. Yeah. yeah. And that's how, how and it that's should how work. work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But what now, a fight. And and you also get entertaining fights. How many times has Gaethje been in fight of the night? <laughs> Is it like every single fight he's in? It's insane. I was thinking this. He must go in. I, I don't know how much he makes every fight. It's probably yeah. like, what, 100 to 100? Maybe. Probably, yeah. Somewhere around so there, yeah. If I'm Gaethje, I'm probably thinking like, okay, 100, 100 if I win. Oh, and plus my $50,000 bonus. Yeah. Yeah, you factor he's it He's just going to get it no matter what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless Gaethje's it's a title a fight. <laughs> now, with Fazeev. Fazeev had his speed on full display man dude that fast twitch like there's some guys like oh gaichi him and gaichi are like opposites gaichi is like laboring big looping shots fast not slow but but it's not like point a to point b there's a couple more points it has to go through to get to you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, to yeah. where it's going but with Fazeev, it is immediate he is so he was fast. almost like a like a matador, uh, matador man, like because Gaethje yeah. would come in with those big shots, and Fazeev would be like pop, 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 and then like move out of the way. And Gaethje yeah. had to reset a couple times, right? Uh, yeah. And so when I saw that first round, I was like, oh shit, this might be a long night for Gaethje. <laughs> yeah. But then Gaethje was like, ah, he moves so much. Let me grab the back of his head, <laughs> yeah. so he can't move, and I'll just hit him with some uppercuts Dude, <laughs> over and over his- again. Because so the first round, what? How did they score this? Do you know? I know. Um, uh, no, I don't. So, I think uh, from what I remember, I'd have to go back and rewatch it. But I have. Uh, uh, let's see. Region says uh, I got a picture with Gaethje before he was in the UFC. I moved during the pick, and I'm all blurry. I swear it's me. Oh, dude, <laughs> I have a picture with Forrest Griffin. We were we were leaving the arena, and he was just walking down the street, and we're like, "Oh shit, what's up, Forrest?" Took a photo with him while I was like walking. Same shit. Super blurry. Bones yeah. me out. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah. So, Fazeev won the first round on two judges' scorecards. Uh, scorecards were kind of all over the place in this fight. I had Fazeev winning round one, Gaethje winning two and three. But the adjustment, because first round I thought was a clear Fazeev round, in my opinion. He was just so Absolutely. much faster. He was cracking them. Second round, it was like, Gaethje's getting back in this. 
Yep. Third round, Fazeev cracks him early. Looks like it might be the beginning of the end. And then after that, Gaethje just like flipped a switch and was like, jab and uppercut. Two things I didn't do for the whole fight. And I'm just going <laughs> to brutalize you with both of them. I mean, yeah. that was such a big change in the third round that, I mean, one of the judges gave him a 10-8 round in the third round. The and he got robbed in the first minute. Had the ability to make adjustments throughout the fight, man. Yep. 100%. And Justin Gaethje is one of the best out there. Uh, is he the most technical guy? I think that he has the ability to be technical. Yeah, but he doesn't want to. He wants yeah, to be like, exciting. Yeah. He wants to live up to his nickname, the highlight. Yeah. Uh, and he he says like, I want to put on exciting fights. I want to be known as the most exciting fighter in MMA. And yeah, <clears throat> even Fazeev going into this and his corner, like I was watching him bed, and they're like, look, I think Fazeev's way more technical. I think he'll yeah. be able to pick him apart. But Justin, he's in exciting fights, and he comes in to, for a dogfight every single time. Yeah, you know what you're going to get with Gaethje. You know what you're going to get? And like an all-American I, I wrestle, think, a wrestler and hasn't wrestled at all. <laughs> he got his first takedown. He got his first <laughs> takedown with 10 seconds left in the fight. <laughs> and he looked great doing it. Uh, yeah. But um, with, with Gaethje, or with Fazeev, I should say, one of the things that I was thinking, I was like, he's going to have to really hurt Gaethje because Gaethje slows down, right, towards the end of fights. Like, if you look at, like, mm -hmm. the Eddie Alvarez fight and the, the Poirier fight, right? Like, they, break him, they broke him down a little bit because – if you can stand in there with him, you might break him down. You know, he slows down towards the end. But then you look at Fazeev, and it's kind of the same thing, right? Like he's fast twitch, really quick, all this stuff. Then if you remember when he fought Bobby Green, Bobby mm -hmm. Green had an excellent third round. So much so that he did so good in that third round that some people now are like, they talk about how Bobby Green could have won that fight. And it's like, eh, he lost the first two. And that's coming from a massive Bobby Green fan. But that's how dominant that third round was. That's how it, that's what everybody remembers that fight as, was the dominant third round, because Fazeev just slowed down completely. And I was like, if, if Gaethje can just survive this dogfight, because it's going to be one, to the third round, and he's not gassed, I guarantee Fazeev's going to slow down. Yep. And after he rocked him in, the, in like the first minute of the third round, it was all Gaethje. He just uh, took his foot off the gas, couldn't do much, you know? Regent says the crowd went crazy when Justin even attempted to take down, had me cracking up. It's almost yeah. like a running joke in the MMA community. Well, that's you know, what he where... said in the post-fight interview, right? He's like, all right, I got my, my takedown, so y'all can shut the fuck up now or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's so it's funny. awesome. And uh, I, I think that people that really didn't know about Gaethje going into this or they haven't done their homework don't know that he was a legitimate wrestler. And I think uh, mm -hmm. DC was talking about how they have the uh, – the national championships wrestling going on right now. And some people yeah. went up there and they're like, Hey, the last time that this school had an all American champion was Justin Gaethje. And he's fighting the UFC tonight. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> for real? He, he's the, he's the real deal, man. Yeah. And they've said, they've talked about how he's, his wrestling through like, uh, like when he was younger and stuff, he was more of a, like a, he was a really good defensive wrestler, you know, and use, mm -hmm. use like what you gave him against you almost. More so than like being a proactive, like I'm gonna blast a double leg across the mat and like, you know, like get to you with the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that he's kind of like a sprawl and brawl type fighter in the UFC. You know, just you're not gonna take him down, and he's just gonna beat you up because he because that's what he does. You know, but it would be cool to see some more offensive wrestling. I think he'd probably do some good things for his career. You know, <laughs> uh, and you know he said something um, after the fight that made me happy, where he said, "Hey." I'm going to give it one more run at the title, mm -hmm. uh, but that's it. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. have very many fights left in me. 
but so I'm glad you guys came here and enjoyed this with me. Yeah, and, that's cool. Because uh, I the the type of fights that he's in i i don't want to see him continue being in those fights until he can't do it anymore no. you know where he starts nope. uh, trying to be in those brawls and all of a sudden he gets tapped in the chin and he's out like, i don't want to see that i don't want to see that either i want to remember dude, this dude gets hurt in every single fight every fight but the chin's still there so it's like it's okay kind of but <laughs> it won't be for long man if, if if i'm glad he has that kind of like wherewithal right now it, if he sticks to it is is another thing because a lot of people struggle to, you know, they can say that all they want, but they might feel like I can still get back in this. I can still do this, you know, but eventually yeah. that chin goes, it doesn't stay forever for anybody. Yeah. yeah maybe uh, he fights Jake Paul in a couple of years. We'll see. Breaks I don't, I don't think Jake, I don't think Jake Paul's boxing. <laughs> yeah. In a couple of years. <laughs> Regen said, uh, he said after the loss to Eddie Alvarez, he said, uh, he had two more fights. Yeah, he's still here putting on damn good fights. So it's hard to hard to stick to that word, you know. Yeah, yeah. All Especially right. when you come in and you, the killer that nobody wants to fight, you come in there and you beat the brakes off of him. I mean, and the crowd's going like a, crazy yeah. and your adrenaline's bumping. And Connor says, "Man, it's an that. addiction. It's yeah. an addiction." Uh, I mean, we've seen it happen over other, and over and over again too, though. I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also had uh, Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberena. This is another guy that whenever you see his name on here, you're like, okay, here we go. Brian Barberena, let's do this. This is going to be an yeah. exciting fight. Um, Gunnar Nelson did a really good job of taking away Brian Barberena's wild hooks, So He just like, I mean, clinched him up against the fence. <laughs> it was yeah, like, dude, this- you can't swing when you're, when you're like this. Yeah. He's like, I'll just duck under that and get the underhooks and uh, I'll take you down. Yeah. Uh, it's cool to see. I wish Gunner, man, uh, if Gunner hadn't gotten so many injuries throughout his career, I wonder what would have happened because his skill set is so fun to watch. Like, he doesn't just take people down and lay on them, you know? Like, as soon as he got Barbarina down, he's passing. He's landing nasty elbows. And you see that, like, glimpse of, like, what we were sold with the whole Kavanaugh, Gunner, Connor camp, which was, like, intuitive, like, not unorth- not so much unorthodox, but just, like, very, like, Oh, how come no one like does that stuff like Mm -hmm. that, you know? And, and in this fight, Gunner gets to like, almost like he was in half guard, but he was attacking the arm uh, on the far side. Right. Um, And then, and then he's just bam, bam, just throwing these elbows backwards to Barbarena to try to just keep isolating the arm. And like, man, we just don't see people do stuff like that. It's just so creative and, and you see glimpses of it and it never really paid off with Gunner. You know, his transitions and his progressions were so methodical, man. Very well yeah. thought out, uh, mm-hmm. timed them perfectly. So much so that it almost seemed like, like they were flowing. Yeah, like rolling yeah, yeah. slowly. You know, where Barbara was like on his back, and he was even thinking like, okay, what's my next move? Like, I don't know what to do next. And then, pa, gets elbowed. He's like, okay, I can't hang out there for too <laughs> yeah. long. You know, but it, it was a little <laughs> bit slower, a little bit more methodical with his transitions. And it really seemed like he had Barbarina confused during the transitions. He didn't know what to worry about. Yeah. And then cause, I think the perfect example was when he landed that arm bar because he, he's holding on to Barbarina's left arm. He has it hooked. Yeah. While it's hooked, elbow. <laughs> yeah. Elbow. And so Barbarina is now concerned about the elbow and hit the arm still hooked. And he wraps around for the arm bar. It was a perfect yeah. transition. It was beautiful. With like what, like three seconds left or something like that? When did he finish this? Nine uh, seconds says, I lost it sub. when Gunner got the sub. So happy for that dude. Seems like a great Same. dude. Seems like a great dude. Uh, 
it sucks all the injuries that he's had because he was such an interesting character at 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 the in this division. But it was cool. I rewatched this one right before we went live because, like, like you said, the way he's just so methodical. Like he gets to that half guard position, he starts attacking the far arm. Uh, he starts throwing those elbows behind, right? Like he's pulling a fucking rope on like a lawnmower, right? Yeah. Just fucking elbowing Barbarina. Uh, he attacks the arm for like a straight arm lock or like maybe a Kimura, maybe Americana. You don't know. Elbow, elbow, elbow. Arm triangle. Nope, no arm triangle. Elbows. Now I'm on the arm. Elbows, arm bar. It was just so like, what do you do? You, if you're so Barbarina, you're probably just like, ah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what? <laughs> I, it felt like watching Barbarina, I could see it on his face where he was like, what do I yeah. do? And I've been in that position, and that's it a sucks. terrifying position. When, <laughs> when someone's someone's like attacking this, and you're like, "Oh, defend that!" And then they're attacking this, you're like, "Oh no, not this!" And it, and you're just like, you're stuck in defense mode, and they just—it's a terrible position to now be. Now imagine receiving elbows while you're <laughs> yeah, in the process yeah. of trying to figure out what to defend next, and <laughs> yeah. then you throw in elbows to your forehead in the mix, or to your nose, or to Those your temple. Those were nasty shots. Those were nasty shots. But great performance by Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, really happy to see him back in the wind column because. I mean, he won his last fight, right? Against, uh, was it Sato that he fought last? Yeah. But it was kind of like a, man, kind of a lackluster fight. But, I mean, you look at the guys he's lost to, man. <laughs> Gilbert Burns, was... Leon Edwards. <laughs> yeah, the champ. A former contender. Ponsonibio yeah. very underrated. Uh, Maya. And then Rick Story. Yeah. But... <laughs> okay, but, yeah. Uh... But still, Either way, not, great performance. Not... Yeah. Only nineteen and five, man. Yeah, and it sucks, man. We lost, we lost probably his prime. Yeah, uh, because he was pussyfooting around with uh, the the mountain from Game of Thrones. <laughs> we literally lost like like that. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me that we lost like a year or two because he was grappling with the mountain for fun for a YouTube video. Terrible idea. <laughs> Hopefully, he yeah. made some money off that YouTube video. All right, uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we can move Down. on. We had Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. Yeah. Casey O'Neill, long layoff. She comes back uh, yeah. and just couldn't get anything going. First loss against Jennifer Maya. Maya just had a great game plan of just like making her come to me and just lighting her not up every time she tried. And not stopping. <laughs> yeah. Constant movement from Jennifer Maya. Constant yeah. head movement. A uh, lot of action. Everything she was throwing punches was bunches. three. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. My favorite. Punches and bunches throwing three or four shots at a time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought she did a great job. Uh, you know, props to uh, Bisming for also calling out the fact that the the uh, crew was getting a little one-sided with Maya. You know, because yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, Maya's doing this, Maya's doing that, Maya's amazing. And then he's like, hey, guys, Casey O'Neill's also landed some shots, okay? This, is, this has <laughs> yeah. been a fight so far. And, <laughs> yeah. and after that, you notice that they start giving recognition to both fighters. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, overall, it was a very competitive, very fun fight. But Jennifer mm-hmm. Maya had an excellent game plan, nonstop movement. Uh, a little too much for Casey O'Neill on her uh, return. A little too much. Uh, yeah, uh, interesting to see what Casey O'Neill does from here because I think she's so young in the game, you know, that she can really make adjustments off of this. And it's yeah. just a matter of like, does she, you know? She's 9 1 now. Yeah, first loss. First loss. All right. This that's next one I'm kind of <laughs> kind of sad about, man. Because you know, that's I my know. boy. That's your boy. That's your Roman Delize? That's my boy. He yeah. went up against Marvin Vittori. Now, Roman Delize, in the what is it, the last three fights before this one was the underdog, mm-hmm. and I picked him every single time, <laughs> and he came through for your boy, okay? Yeah. Now, did I pick him going against Marvin Vittori? I did not. Yeah. I thought it was – hold on. Worst matchup. 
<laughs> I, I thought it was a really big jump yeah. for Delize. Really yeah. big jump. Uh, and also, Vittori, I didn't think was going to be one to get in those dogfights that Delize loves, that he's yeah. able to draw other people into. Um, he's too good for that, I think. It's also to it, do that. It's also like Delize is... Uh, he's been running through people with like this aggression, but Vittori... You can't run through Vittori. He's shown that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a bad game plan against Vittori. And he tried it. He's just swinging wild hooks up against the fence, and Vittori's just picking him apart, basically. I know, <laughs> I mean, dude. Delize had a great first round, I thought. Um, but Vittori just was like, oh, are, are we just we're just hooking? Cause, yeah. Because I've been there. <laughs> I can handle and that. <laughs> a, a little bit. Uh, oh, Regen says, I'll root for anyone named Roman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, now, with the body shots or lack thereof from Delize, yeah, there's so many times it's so easy for Vittori to just back up, hands on yeah. his head, bottom weave, circle out, not even scared of any body shots coming in. Yeah, there's so, so many, many shots that just come in that with that guard. Yeah, and and look, this is a perfect shot of Delize, hands down, saying, "Come on, come yeah. on." And that's what I love about Delize, dude. I freaking yeah, yeah. love this about Delize. Um, <laughs> you need a special kind of skill set to defeat an actual orc, yeah, for real. And yeah, and uh, Delizzi wasn't able to defeat that orc today, you know, no, no, or last and, night, yeah. And and uh, Vittori did a great job, but like you said, just uh, it 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 looked like uh, like Delizzi was landing a lot, but he really wasn't. I mean, he was landing some punches, obviously, but uh. Vittori was catching a lot of them like on his on his like triceps and his shoulders, you know, like he was really doing a great job defensively. Um, and that was cool to see because I mean that last it, shot Delizia looked like he was straight out of 300. Yeah, of yeah, 100 percent Savage, yeah. dude. Regent says so much fun. going when you need him. Let's go. <laughs> Ramira hates Lord of the Rings, so that's false. I loved Lord of the Rings. I just didn't watch everything beyond like the first series. Okay. That's really you know, Lord of the Rings is fantastic, dude. Smeagol. Yeah. Schmeagle? <laughs> he's awesome. Come on. Yeah, uh, Samwise, all right. <laughs> Samwise Sam Gamgee is okay. Okay. I just like him more in, in the Goonies. He was great in the Goonies. Also he's great fantastic. in 51st Dates. Oh, so good, dude. So good. Yeah. But right. Samwise Gamgee is one of the best characters in all <laughs> no, of the He's pretty good, dude. He's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. All right. Uh, Jack Shore <laughs> versus Makwan Amirkani. Jack Shore. Uh, this is his bounce back, right? He moves up in weight. Clearly did yep. it the right way based off the weigh-in photos, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think you know what you're going to get from Amir Khani. Regent says, I was supposed to meet Samwise yesterday at this con we went to. Him and the voice actor for Goku. What do you mean oh, supposed to? Sick. What happened? Didn't go, I guess, huh? Did, they both canceled last minute. No! Oh, no! <laughs> Samwise! It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Damn. It wasn't meant to be. That's unfortunate, man. I, I legit feel bad for you. That sucks. That, yeah, that, that does sucks. suck. Uh, one time I met Nick Diaz, and it was like a meet and greet that was supposed to happen at like 1 p.m. <laughs> and there's like a big line outside this smoke shop that he's going to meet us at. Uh, and it's like, all right, everybody like, it's 1 o'clock. Like, where's he at? And they're like, come, they come to the line. They're like, oh, yeah, Nick's running a little late. And we're like, oh, okay, no worries. They're like, 1.30 comes around. He's like, yeah, I'm still waiting on him. 2 o'clock. People are starting to leave. <laughs> they're like, uh, yeah, Nick, uh, they're on their way right now. And they're like, wait, did he just leave? Like, where was he? And they're like, yeah, he's just leaving Stockton. And we're like, <laughs> we're like three hours away. 
And we're like, oh, <laughs> we're like, oh shit. So me and Brian order a pizza because there's like a round table, like in the same like like shopping center. We order a pizza. We're like eating pizza with people in the line and stuff. And like we're waiting for we wait for three hours. Meanwhile, like a bunch of people leave, and eventually Nick shows up, and it was okay. But uh, <laughs> so I feel your pain. That almost happened so to me funny. too. Regent says we did meet some cool people. Voice actor for Freezer was cool. That's sick. That's that tight. Freezer's a shit, dude. But Jack Shore versus Maquan Amir Khan. <laughs> uh, Amir Khan, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? You're going to get like an energetic first round. Uh, he's going to then gas out if he can't sub you in that first round. He's going to try really hard for takedowns. Whether he gets them or not doesn't matter because if he doesn't get the submission, it's basically your fight. And that's that's pretty much exactly what happened again in this fight because yeah. his first round, first round he beat Jack Shore, right? He got that first he round did. for sure. He had over two minutes of top control. Yeah. Uh, in that first round, uh, he looked pretty good. It just mm-hmm. looked like he expended a lot of energy. That's more than he's willing to expend to go through three rounds. Yeah, he's definitely willing to expend it. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> more than he should, then. Because it's the same thing every time. And it sucks because I really like uh, I like Maquan Amirkani. I remember when he first started, he was kind of exploded onto the scene. He's like, I'm trying to buy my mom a, a, like a bed. You know, he was like, we don't come from anything. Like, I'm going to buy my mom a mattress. Like, he was cool, man. Yeah, uh, and he's just struggled since then, and it's Jack Shore's time. You know what I mean? This is like Jack Shore's on the come up. He and he got through that first round, and then uh, look Jack Shore looking looking like he could still make bantamweight. You know, <laughs> it I mean, doesn't look like he bulked up muscle wise. <laughs> but you know, it, like... that's fine because it worked. You know. All right, so for Amir, he just Connie, back to fights. By the way, still the. Uh... This entire thing. <laughs> Amir Khani still has the best picture on Tapology, by the way. That yeah, has without not a changed. doubt. Um, actually, I'll pull that up right now so we can show that because it is. It's fantastic. been a rough go, though. Uh, it's been a rough go. He's been, um, man, been in the UFC since uh, 2015. Goes on a little three fight win streak. Loses to Arnold Allen. Not bad. Okay. A uh, couple fights won. Loses to Shane Burgos. Wins <laughs> against Danny. <laughs> Look at that picture. What a picture, I mean, The best topology picture. Yeah, what so, is Jack so for anybody like? that's uh, listening on Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, Read Above the Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, anything like that. Uh, so if you ever hear us mention like Regen or somebody else, HLB Comer, a lot of our uh, frequent listeners, and uh, th- those are folks that are leaving comments on there, and we always like to interact whenever we're live. And also, our producer Rich likes to put pictures up uh, that kind of uh, allow us to reference what's going on in the, in the fights that we're talking about. So yeah, join us on YouTube. Show us on YouTube. It's the best spot. Makes, YouTube or Twitch, really right? Fun. That'd be the best spot. But yeah, in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, he's uh, only won two. Two of the last seven. That's Rough tough, go. man. Rough go. That's tough. Um, all right. Anything else on that fight? No, Jack Shore's legit. I'm happy to see him get back in the win column. Uh, I'm excited to see like what's next for him. You know, he's very good. Uh, all right, we have 15 minutes left or 12 minutes left, really, and we have a few fights left to cover. This is where we start skipping some fights for the sake of time. Uh, yep. We have Yanal Ashmas versus Sam Patterson. One of the scariest fights in recent memory. <laughs> the way you say it. <laughs> you know? So when we, we, we ended up watching this fight together. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, we're, we're trying to put some stuff together for the for the channel. And then mm-hmm. uh, you, you said – is Patterson really big or is Ashmaz really small? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we found out that Ashmaz is 5'9". Uh, 
Yeah. Is not that short. Average height, maybe? Uh, Patterson is six foot three, uh, which is pretty big for, for lightweight. For 155, absolutely. So it was like it's a. Pretty big. David so I'm 6'3. I'm 6'3. I'm in decent shape. Yeah. I'm 215 pounds. <laughs> There's no way I'm making 155. You, you know can, what I mean? Man. We just got to we, we work on it, okay? You can make one. Diet and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, so th- this was a very interesting fight. Ash Moss did such a good job being explosive, closing the distance. Uh, he landed that big left that landed right on Patterson's temple as While he's kind of like falling back, right? Yeah. So uh, Patterson throws a kick, grabs a kick as he's falling back. He lets mm-hmm. go of the leg with that same arm. So Patterson's probably thinking, I don't have to worry about the left coming up because he's <laughs> yeah. holding my leg with his left. Let's go of the leg, comes up with the, the hook right on the temple. In a split second. And then, dude, as soon as he landed after he got hit, you see the head bounce on the yeah. <laughs> on the octagon. And I'm saying to myself, oh, no, this is not good. Yeah. That's his head bouncing off the octagon after bad... the, the initial hit. And then he and, ate and then one, 10 more shots. He dribbled his head yeah. on, the, on the, the canvas. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he got smoked, you know. And then Steph Curry, dude, with the dribble. You know what I mean? Had the <laughs> handles. Pop, 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 pop. Dribbled his head a couple basketball. times. Because uh, <laughs> basketball. <laughs> But the, the, that wasn't even the scary part. We've seen that. We've seen that a bunch of times. You know what we have seen before, but it's very rare? When yeah. the guy comes to from the knockout and he starts fighting the ref. We've seen it before. In one FC, uh, Olivier Koss almost got leg locked one time from a guy getting knocked out. And then yeah. he, he wakes back up and he's like, I'm still fighting. It was leg tight, locked. too. It was tight. Yeah, he had it. He tapped. He had it. Yeah. <laughs> he tapped. <laughs> but Mark Goddard in this one is there to console him. And he's up against the fence, and Patterson starts working underhooks. And Goddard's like, no, 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 it's over. It's over. Trying and to get and he's working underhooks. Yeah, he's trying to line some knees. They got doctors coming in. They're trying to hold him down. And he's still fighting. <laughs> There's like six dudes he's fighting for a solid like minute, minute? and a half. Yeah. yeah. Until finally the he's going to get his coach in there. When they were on the ground, though, Mark Goddard goes over there, and he starts mm-hmm. framing with his knee. Yeah. To prevent Goddard oh, yeah. from he's getting trying closer. To get the knee shield. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to get the knee shield, exactly. And uh and it didn't stop. Also, no. though, like Patterson, if the fight was still going on, he would have lost because he didn't throw any shots really. He was just trying to be he's a trying to survive. Trying, trying to survive. survive. But also Mark Goddard's a pretty big Goddard's a big dude. And I don't know if he's a black belt or at least a brown belt, but he's fought before, so like he knows what he's doing, you know. Yeah. He can yeah, and then a, a <laughs> afterwards you see uh Ashmaws, you know, he's standing next to Goddard. Goddard's like holding his arm, you know, because about to lift it. And he's like yeah. wiping his blood off his nose. Takes the, and he's like, he's covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. God damn Goddard. We're still in the prelims. We got a Exciting bunch of fights to do after this. Exciting night. Yeah, but, but very big win. That was a good win. That was a good win. That was a good win. All right. Seven to no. This fight, we had Muhammad Makaev. Why did I say it like that? Muhammad Makaev. There we go. Nailed it. Versus <laughs> Jafel Fuvio. There you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, another kind of terrifying fight. Makai oh. is one of those guys that is kind of polarizing, right? Because he talks like I'm a world beater, all this stuff. Because I mean, he's he's now nine and zero, and he's what like 21 years old, 22. He's 22 years no, old. He's young. He, he was born young. in 2000. He was born in 2000. Really weird. Yeah. yeah. And so people are kind of like, some people are on the hype train. Some people hate him, right? Because he talks a lot. Uh, but. He's going to win some fans from this one, I think. Oh, yeah. How, how can you not? And with this one, so I'm going through and I'm setting up the pictures. And I was going back and forth. Like, 
should I put the picture on first of the knee bar or should I put mm-hmm. the picture up first of Filio being in the rear naked choke and then mm-hmm. doing the might yeah. wonder how I got here and then going back to the you know like I wasn't sure yeah. but I decided to go through and show the the knee bar so this is one of the tightest knee bars that we've seen in a minute right probably since uh what's her name the dime piece fighter that came in and landed that knee bar Lipsky was it Lipsky I think it was Lipsky, Lipsky right one? Yeah, 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 that's what it was. That was really tight. Look at this one here. Look at this yeah, picture. Your knee is not supposed to bend that way. No. We were, we watched this one together too, and I was like, oh. you know when you like bend a finger back and it like gets white on the knuckle that's being bent the wrong way, you know? That was happening to the underside of his knee. Oh, that's not God. good. That's Yeah. And uh, Mokaev af- afterwards – so first of all, you see the knee bar land, and you're like, that's it. He's it's done. Over. He's going to have to tap. He's not tapping. You see him – like his face in agony, he's in pain, and it's so much so that Herb Dean goes like to stop the fight. Yeah, and Moko is like, oh, "I got to change my facial expression." He's like, "No, no, no, I'm he's good, like- I'm good." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dying inside. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's able to get out of this probably because Fidelio's like, "I'm expending a lot of energy and strength doing this." Also, he's not yeah. going to tap. I got to try also, to finish another way. Also, to set the scene. He needed this submission to win this fight. He was going to lose this fight it. if he didn't get the submission. Uh, and he didn't get the submission. Says, I want a banana now for some reason. That's hilarious. <laughs> 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 but yes, and and so Filio probably thought, look, I'm going to let him go. This guy's needs toast. Yeah. So I, I'll be able to finish it. Mokhaev stands, starts grappling, pushes off the same leg, posting oh. on that leg. And you can see him grimace every time he does it. Every time he ends up taking uh, Filio's back, chokes him out. Chokes and, him and, out. And with like 30 seconds. Uses left. that leg to hook. He gets yeah. to hook in with that leg. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, man. It, it's but, one of the one of the best turnarounds I've seen in a long time. It, not quite as good, but it reminds me of like Matt Hughes versus Frank Trigg, too. Remember when uh when uh he gets hit in the nut shot against the fence? And he's like, whoa. And then he gets rocked because the ref doesn't stop it off the nut shot. Frank Trigg's like, I'm going to keep going until they stop me. I don't care if I hit you in the nuts. And he drops him, takes his back, puts Matt Hughes in the rear naked choke. Matt Hughes somehow gets out of it. The crowd goes crazy when he gets out of it. Then he reverses him, picks him up, runs him across the cage, slams him, and then chokes him out. And the crowd's like, oh, my God. It was just such a crazy turnaround. (laughs) That's kind of what this was, you know? It was insane. In the the knee bar. Knee's about to get snapped. Uh, Somehow gets up. Gets up, takes his back, chokes him out within like 30 seconds of getting out of the leg lock. Uh, I mean, just incredible. And then in the post fight, he's like, yeah, I was cracking like every second. And he's like limping around. They had him in crutches later on in the oh, night. And, and look, the thing is that this shows the heart that Mokayev has, the toughness that he has. He talks the talk. He can also walk the walk, man. Um, but the thing that sucks now is we, we probably won't get to see him for another year. At least well, that's maybe. what sucks. His his whole thing was like, I'm trying to be the youngest champ. I want to beat John Jones's record, right? Not going to happen now. No, probably wasn't going to happen regardless, right? Because he just fought an unranked guy, even though he's he's in the top fifteen. But uh, yeah, Trigg is a ref now, and he never calls foul on low blows. He doesn't believe in him. Yeah, he's like, uh, if I had to put through, uh, go through, you you do too. Yeah, it is always kind of cool seeing Trigg in there as the ref. It is, it is cool. <laughs> him and All Levin. Right. Both repping. But uh, yeah, Makaev is, is legit, man. 
how many fights do we have left to go? Let me see. I think we just have two more fights left to go. Um, Lerone Murphy that. versus Gabriel Santos, the next one we're covering. Yeah. A couple Lerone of other Murphy coming in. Yeah. Uh, debut for Santos on short notice. Um, Lerone Murphy is legit. I think he's a future contender for sure. Uh, he's been out for a while. People kind of forgot about him because he, he got hit by a car while he was on his bike and almost died, right? Because he was bleeding out and it took forever for the ambulance to get there. Uh, so he had to cancel his fight, obviously, and then eventually gets rebooked, right? Takes on Gabriel Santos. Santos doing everything he can to make the most out of this opportunity. Short notice debut, uh, just absolutely took it to him. This was such a good fight. Really a coin, a coin flip for this one. I, I thought Lerone Murphy won two out of three rounds, um, but Santos was there the whole time. Outside of the third round, that was kind of the only clear, clear round, you know? Yeah, in uh, Santos... Had a fantastic showing as well. Stock does not drop for Santos at all no, after this fight. Rockets. Absolutely. I want to see this guy ASAP. Let's get him in there tomorrow. And yeah. But, you know, it's just <laughs> one of those fights where they both put their head down a little bit. And from the hit, man, just yeah. hook, hook. You know, and yeah. they're both and landing the solid straight. shots. Yeah. They're both and, landing and solid with shots, the man. Knees, the knees to the body he was mixing in. Like, I mean, just such a great fight. We, we watched this one together, too, and it was like, we did. We did. That's right. Uh, man, this this is going to be one of those fights where it's like, oh, man, I can't believe these guys fought. Like, they fought back in 2023 when they were unranked. Like, this, that's one of those fights. These guys are going to go places. For it's like sure. Luzman versus Edwards. Years ago, they fought. And then yeah. later on, it's going to come back together with, like, now they're fighting for the title. That'd be yeah. so sick. Max Holloway versus Conor McGregor was, like, kind of a similar situation, right? They fought Kobe Covington versus Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> too soon too soon too okay soon. <laughs> too soon we'll go down but yeah down, fantastic we'll fight down. that was this was uh this was my favorite fight of the card up until the gaethje fight oh so by good. far yeah it was so good all right and this is going to be the last fight we cover is jake hadley versus malcolm gordon hadley winning some fans i don't know look, if you remember look at him. when he was on the contender sideways series, <laughs> when, he, when he was on the contender series there was a lot of drama when they signed him do you remember that? No. Because he got the win, and apparently he was just an absolute asshole to everybody, to the point where like the drivers refused to drive him. Uh, Dana gave him the contract, and all the matchmakers left because they were so pissed that he actually offered them a contract because he was just so rude to everybody backstage. Never happened before. <laughs> but he's so fun to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Against strikers. I mean, he's awful. His defensive wrestling is – he's not awful. He's awful against wrestlers is what I was trying to say. I should have continued that sentence. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you put him on his back and he's pretty much lost. Uh, which I was like, man, you give him Malcolm Gordon. He's Malcolm Gordon's a pretty good wrestler. Kind of a bad matchup. Then Gordon misses weight. And it's like, give him a wrestler who is also now bigger than him? This is terrible. You're going to bum all the UK fans out. You know, you got the, the, the guy fighting in, in his hometown. Then he walks out to some reggae and he's got his hands together and his elbows are out and he's just fucking – vibing in the walkout and i was like oh dude this guy's gonna get it done this is sick <laughs> and then they're like yeah. yeah malcolm gordon missed weight because he had like a kidney issue he's like pissing out bits of his liver or some shit and they're like Ugh. what like why is he even fighting and then hadley's like for sure his camp heard about that <laughs> and they're like just body shots body shots <laughs> he goes out there and marks him with body shots could not feel good there's no way that felt good <laughs> Gordon's and there battling. was really two body shots, right? Like this was this was yeah. the final one that took him down. But there's another yeah. smaller one before that where you could see him kind of hunch over a little bit, takes a couple steps back, comes forward mm -hmm. again, and uh, 
it was a nasty, almost like a little shovel hook, right? Just voila. Yeah, yeah, right to the liver, put everything into it. And this was the <laughs> You talking about a guy who's already fighting his organs, the organs that are affected from body shots, and then, <laughs> and then oh, here man. he is just eating eating body shots at the opening. Hey, and bell. You, you know I love my boy, Delize. Hey, go back watch this fight a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A couple body shots do you, do you some good. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, hey, that was it. Those are all the fights we're going to cover. It was a fun night of fights. Uh, yeah. We do have some fights that did not go through though. Moment of silence. Yeah, moment of silence. Uh, the big ones, Chris Duncan versus uh, Big Black. Okay. Uh, Gunnar Nelson versus D-Rod would have been cool, but I'm glad to see Gunnar Nelson get the sub, so I don't really care anymore. But honestly, as much as I like the Murphy versus Santos fight, Lerone Murphy versus Nathaniel Wood was going to be so good. Nathaniel Wood, I think, is super, super underrated. That guy is so talented. That would have been such still a get fun it. fight. Might still get it. The big deal about that fight, though, is that they were going to do it in the UK, you know? Murphy yeah. versus Wood in the UK is, is a big deal. Um, and look at the reason. Wood leg laceration. If you haven't seen the pictures of the injury, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. I got I to gotta look it up. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> All right. We, also had, we had <laughs> monies. We had bonuses. We did have some bonuses. Uh, let's see. Hadley got one for uh, beating a compromised fighter. Uh, Gunnar Nelson got one for subbing a guy who we've never even seen fight on the ground. And then Gaethje and Fazeev got fight of the night because they had a barn burner. Yeah. I, again, Gaethje, every fight he goes into, he's probably thinking, like, okay, add all my $50,000 bonus to some such I should walk away with. Okay, cool. No matter what, yeah. this dude's going to get a bonus. <laughs> yeah. And, and I really hope the UFC takes care of him afterwards. Doing something. They won't. Who knows? Like, I'm just saying, as long as his slurred speech gets better after uh, he's done fighting, which I don't know if it will, it usually gets worse. Uh, but, like, why not have him, you know, as a, an analyst? And then you I kick Bilal Muhammad out of there, too. <laughs> just don't give him nothing. <laughs> All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, thanks for uh, joining us. Oh, uh, what do we got next? Shout out to, uh, to Regen, uh, too. Yeah, shout for, out Regen. For joining us. Uh, Regen wants Chito to know. Uh, Rita wants. Uh, Rito. <laughs> I heard you say Cheeto Vera as I was saying Regen. Uh, Regen wants to know what's up with your uh, PlayStation, man. Oh, uh, I still got to get the game. <laughs> My PlayStation is working just fine. I've been playing a lot of Madden uh, as of late. Your boy's gotten really good again. Madden. Oh, Madden's fantastic. Played some FIFA, uh, Call of Duty. I got to get, gotta get UFC, though. Yeah, we got it. Uh, next week, we got, uh, let's see, on Friday, we got. <laughs> We got one on Prime Eight, you know Rod Rod Tang versus Superlek. We got oh, that's uh, gonna be good. Cheeto Vera versus Sanhagen. That's a fantastic fight. It's a good weekend of fights coming up. A really good it weekend is. of fights. It is a lot to look forward to. Again, uh, special shout out to Regen for joining us. It's always so much fun whenever we get joined live here, to, uh, so we can chat back and forth while we're talking fights. Also, if this is your first time tuning in, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We're trying to get to two thousand subscribers. We're trying to get to two thousand. We're close. We're close. It's it's Thanks gonna have to regen. Take care, fellas. Great show today. Appreciate you. Uh, and if you don't like watching our ugly mugs, but you like listening, Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, anywhere podcasts are found, you can also find us on social medias. Yeah, it's at Story of the Fight on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Twitch, everywhere. Storythefight.com. Merch Story soon, maybe. Com. Merch soon, maybe. Maybe this week. Let's see. Oh, maybe this week. Oh, nice. Hey, but we, we got some uh, some things planned, right? Uh, different type That's of content should be coming out as well uh, through the uh, YouTube channel. 
Um, and, and hopefully, hopefully big things in the horizon. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. Oh, hey, before we go, this podcast produced by Richard Bustos. Almost forgot. <laughs> there it is. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another week of Story of the Fight.